Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to our program. Uh, if you are on the East Coast, it's 2 o'clock, and if you're on the West Coast, it's um, 11 a.m., so good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you are. We have a, an incredible guest for you today who, if you really want to talk about, um, you know, from, I don't want to say from rags to riches, but from difficult times to success, this is our guest. And I think the, the moral of this story is that if you have support in your life, you can make your goals happen. My guest is Richard Powell, and his book is Press the Fix Me Button, Perception Modification. Richard Powell has definitely been there, and he has the track record to prove it. He grew up in a dysfunctional drug and alcohol-ridden home, sexually abused at 12, lived on the streets at 13, addicted to and incarcerated by 16, and divorced twice by 27. And he was also angry and searching for answers. He turned all of that around... He is now a naturopathic physician, life and wellness coach, and pastoral counselor. And his brand new book, again, is Press the Fix Me Button, Perception, Medi- uh, Perception um, Mediation or Modification, actually. It's how do we modify our perceptions. Welcome, Richard Powell. Oh, thank you. Amazing story. Um, what compelled you to write it? Well, the story was basically um, written over the course of my journey. I began writing the story originally when I was uh, about 15 and a half years old, and I was incarcerated and uh, didn't have much to do in a 9 by 10 cell other than pick up a, a pencil and begin scribing. Unfortunately, at that time in my life, um, what I had found was that I was really angry at the world and um, I was angry at everyone other than myself, and I was blaming everyone else. And so as I began to sit down and write out uh, all of the things that had transpired in my life up to that point, um, they, as you can imagine, they were full of um, a lot of heartache and a lot of anger and hatred. So I would typically only make it a few pages before I would toss the pages in the garbage can and then as time would go on, new events and new experiences would transpire in my life, and I would begin writing again. Um, But I had always found that I seemed to write most of the time at the lowest points in my life. So when there was something tragic that would happen, it would be the time that I would typically pick up the pencil and I would start writing down how I was feeling and didn't necessarily have a lot of direction. So it was more like journaling mm-hmm. rather than writing a book. And mm. um, as well, I my, my real question uh, is, that's important, but, and you can write and you can vent the anger and the feelings, but then how do you redirect that so that your life is on the track you want it to be? Well, you know, Quite honestly, as you, as for myself, um, I can certainly say that you know God was a major influence in my in my journey and in my life. And as I 
um, had gone year by year moving forward and gaining um, age, I really, what it it came down to is that um, God was working indirectly in my life. In other words, he was, you know, more or less guiding the course of where I was going, and I was still able to make a lot of the decisions. He just put a lot of opportunities in front of in front of me. I think the the biggest pivotal moment for me, and there's been a few of them, um, but one of the biggest pivotal moments for me in the early stages of my life was when um, I had a psychologist look at me that I had been seeing for some time and told me that she never wanted to see me again. Mm. And I was I was a little distraught at her comment and, of course, at the way that she had said it. And I thought, you know, why? Why don't you want to see me again? And she says, because, you know, really, quite honestly, every time that I see you, you're always complaining or you're always blaming and you're, you're never willing to do anything about it. And she says, really, I don't see us going anywhere, uh, any, you know, and, and I'm not really here to just hear you talk every week. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really, um, you know, I guess at some point uh, during that conversation, it, it definitely brought up anger issues, and I was very upset. But then when I went back um, some time later and thought through what she had to say, she was exactly right. It was, you know, do we get caught up in our chaos, and do we stay in that turmoil of chaos? Or at what point do we decide that we don't want to be there anymore? But see, my question for you, Richard, is where you found the positive role models. Because, it, I mean, it's true. In therapy, you know, you might have been negative because of what you were going through. But how did you find those people, and how did you even know there was a better way when you were surrounded around people who were on the wrong track? Well, you know, quite honestly... I didn't really seek out and, and search for those people. Um, those positive people searched out, uh, and, and they were seeking me. Mm. Um, you know, all of my life, even when I was on the streets, I had I had really great people that were involved in my life that were very positive and forward-thinking individuals that were there to help me. I just wasn't ready to accept them. Mm-hmm. And, and and that really is the key element. And so, you know, I, it, it, when I started to change the way I perceived my life and, and I started to change the direction of my life, in other words, I went from that chaotic negative thinking to that more positive forward thinking, mm-hmm. that's when I began to acquire those individuals. I began to accept those people that I was always pushing away. Hmm. What would you say now, I mean, you have, you are now a naturopathic physician and you're a wellness coach, so you're in a pastoral counselor, so you're helping people who may have been through what you've been through. What are some of the steps that people would take to change their life for the best? Well, the very first step, um, and this is the first step in in my book, Press the Fix Me Button, is to just simply ask yourself, where are you right now in your life? Today, this very moment, not yesterday and not tomorrow, but right now. 
it's important that we begin to understand who we are physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. When we can find out, determine, or develop, or start to mold this foundation, it gives us a starting point. It says, okay, this is where I'm at. Then we're able to take and move to that next step in, in, in this process of, okay, well, am I happy with where I'm at right now? And if I'm not happy with where I'm at, then why am I still there? If I'm not happy with my addictions, why am I still an addict? If I'm not happy in this chaos, why am I still in it? Hmm. And you make that determination. You decide at some point to either stay where you're at or to get out, to move or gravitate towards something different. The only difference between someone who chooses to stay in chaos and someone who chooses to not stay in chaos is just a commitment. It's saying, I am going to commit to myself that I no longer want to be there. You don't have to know where you're going. And you don't have, you don't even need to know how you're going to get there. All you need to know and all you have to do is to convince and commit to yourself. Say, you know, I am ready. I'm not going to continue to do this. Hmm. I've been um I, I've been off of uh, illicit and uh, illicit drugs and narcotics for twenty five years. Was that, diff- was, was that a difficult process for you? Was it a process or was it something that one day you said I'm not doing this anymore? You know, it, it was a process. It, w- it was a process because for the first part of my life, that was a normality. Mm. I grew up in a, a biker environment. I grew up in a drug uh, and alcohol uh, abusive environment, a dysfunctional environment. There was physical abuse, mental, emotional, I, but all of those things were normality. That was normal. So to take that normality and to modify and change it, and that's where that perception modification comes in, because for me at that time, that was the, that was the way it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything different. So the answer to that question is yes. It, 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 it was a process because I had to relearn how to live life. I had to learn that, wait a second, drug abuse isn't good. That isn't normal. Watching you, your mother getting beaten day after mm-hmm. day is not normal. Mm-hmm. Those things are not normal. But when I was there at the time, at 10 years old, at 11 years old, and 12 years old, and I was living that situation, it was normal. Mm-hmm. So this book, uh, Press the Fix Me Button, is not just for people who've come from extreme situations. It's also for people who aren't where they want to be yet, correct? Absolutely. It's for anyone. All it is, quite honestly, is it is a, just a collaboration of pearls of information that I have gathered through my journey. From, you know, when I began this quest, and it, and I began my quest, you know, probably from the age of about 11 years old, 12 years old, I knew that there was something else out there, and I knew that where I was at, I wasn't happy. I just didn't know how to acquire it. I didn't know how to get there. And mm-hmm. and I knew that you know every time I would get in trouble, someone would tell me, you know, you're going down the wrong path. 
or you're making wrong decisions, you're making bad decisions, you're going to end up in prison, you're going to end up in, you know, in, in a grave somewhere if you don't change. But the thing was is that when I asked those same people, how do I change? What do I do? It's not that I don't want to change. How do I change? And they they never could really give me those answers. Hmm. So at about the age of 12 years old, I said, you know, I'm going to just start doing some self-seeking. I began with a hypnosis tape, a little cassette tape, to try to get inside my own head. I wanted to hypnotize myself so I could get into my own head and try to change the things that I felt were wrong. Hmm. And, so, uh, but you had something, it was the bell that I had to found. go off in your head. You had to know that something was off because to make that kind of, to me, self-correction with everything you went through is, is really amazing. I mean, you have to have people around you or you have to surround yourself with people that are saying, no, 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 you've got to go this way instead of that way. You've got to get on the right road. Absolutely. And I, I knew that there was things that were maybe not as good as they should have been because when I went to school and I seen other kids, they weren't dealing with those things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I seen mm-hmm. other people around me and, and they were happy. Mm-hmm. So I knew that there was something different. I, I knew there was something out there that, that I, I that it had to be, it had to be better than what I, where yeah. I was at. I would sit and talk to some of my friends and say, boy, does your mom and dad fight all the time? Mm-hmm. And they and, would say no. And they would say no. I said, does you, do, you know, do they break things? Do they come in the house with, uh, you know, at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and start shattering glass? And, and they would say no. I knew that there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't figure out how to, what Richard, it was how or did how you find it. the road to be a naturopathic physician? Um, you know, I, I had, when I was incarcerated um, at 16, 17, 18 years old, I was really fortunate that at that time they had a uh, a schooling program inside the inside the penitentiary, which would allow us to go ahead and um, get my GED because I had actually dropped out of school when I was uh, seventh grade was actually the last year that I attended um, school. So they gave me the opportunity to go back and, and get my GED. And then later, um, once I had acquired my GED, they allowed me to take college classes inside uh, inside the walls. And at that time, I'd always known that I wanted somehow, some way to help other people. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give back. I just didn't know exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. So eventually, I got to a point my father had gone through my third divorce and um, I, my, my stepfather, who I'd known more so as my father, had become terminally ill. And um, he had acquired hepatitis C. And he drank himself uh, pretty much uh, to the grave. Huh. But when, we, when I moved back home, and when I moved home and was going, you know, watching him go through this, the, the you know the doctors basically said you know there's there's really nothing left that we can do for him, 
And so I began this um, this process of, of seeking out as much information as I could. I've become a really great researcher. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in doing so, of course, it, at, at that stage in his illness, it was a little too late. Um, but I did start finding that there were other options. It, it, it wasn't just this one option of, of health care. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, I decided that um, I wanted to go back to school. And just so happened that uh, my grandfather had passed away um, and had left some inheritance money. And I took every last dime of it and decided that I was going to invest it into furthering my education. Hmm. And that's what I did. Isn't that great? So you did. You had you had some angels watching out for you, Richard. You really Absolutely. did. Absolutely. That's quite a story. So we have a few minutes left. So um, the first step, I know you already gave listeners the first step, which is to really be clear about who you are. Um, give us some more steps that are in your book. Press the fix me button. Step two is uh, really simple. Uh, we, you know, where do you want to go? And you know, and, and I love to, I love this part of this program with my, you know, with my clients because basically I, you know, say I want you to close your eyes and imagine that you have a magic wand, and you can transform yourself into anything that you want to. There are no limitations. There are no boundaries. What would you be? What would you become? Who would you become? <laughs> now we have where we're beginning, and now we have some goals. We have an insight to where we want to go. Very, very important, these first two steps. We have to establish an objective, a foundation. We have to acquire motivators. In other words, why do we want to do this? And then we empower ourselves. We commit to ourselves. Then we initiate our program, and we achieve. Mm-hmm. And all these steps are in your book. They are, every last one of them. And how can we uh, get a hold of your book? Well, it's available at Barnes & Noble, um, or you can order it on barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Do you have you a, a website? Do you What's have a website, that? Richard? Yes. And what is it? The, uh, it the, the name of the book is Press the Fix Me Button. And uh, it is available, again, at Barnes and & Noble and amazon.com. Um, or you can go to Balboa Press, which is actually um, my publisher, uh, which is a subsidiary of Hay House. Oh, and that's great. you can great. order it directly online through the great. publisher. Do you have a, a website? You can visit my personal website, which is www.in-sinc.org. Insync.org. Correct. All right. Well, it's a, it was a pleasure to have you on the program, and we'll have to do another interview. This was very enlightening. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. All right. Stay on the line, please. My guest is Richard P. Richard A. M. Powell. He is a naturopathic physician, a wellness and a life coach, and his book is Press the Fix Me Button, 
and it's about changing your perceptions. And this is a man who really was at rock bottom and turned his life around and is really uh, doing so much to help other people. Again, you've been listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. Stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.